Welcome to the Bluegrass Podcast. Today, we're talking with Matt Bratcher, Executive Director of the Kentucky Chapter of Normal. We're going to be talking about the chances for new cannabis legislation this session, the new executive order from the governor's office, and the dangers that Kentuckians are already facing from unscrupulous actors in the cannabis space. All that and a very special musical feature by the Low Water Bridge Band. Thanks for stopping by today, and let's get right to it. And did you want to start out talking about how you got into cannabis a little bit and how you started working with Kentucky Normal? Sure. Um, you know, I've got a long history of, uh, you know, I have a, a history with cannabis. It goes back a long time, probably younger than I should have been. Uh, but, you know, can't change the past. Uh, but, you know, I've, uh, mm-hmm. since you know, early on, you know, obviously it was just kind of rebelliousness and, uh, things like that. But as I got older, you know, I've realized that it's, it's really helping me out, you know, through my anxiety, through but the pain that I got from my injuries playing football at you know, high school collegiate level. And so I started to really, you know, appreciate it a whole lot more and, you know, really got into, you know, the activism side of it. You know, I've been really wanting to for a long time, you know, I tried to get a, a state chapter's Started or university chapter started while I was at Western, but I had a had trouble getting any uh, faculty advisors to join in. So you know, surprisingly, hey. <laughs> so you know, I uh, I always got put on the back burner. It was something I always wanted to do, and as I continued my education, and you know, I it never really left my mind when I went off to school, left the state, and uh, when I came back. You know, after a few years with and I started working for a company in Bowling Green here called uh, at the time it was Ichronic. It uh, eventually changed its name to Enlighten. And what it was a company in the cannabis space. Uh, what they did was they set up signs all over the country. If there was a dispensary, they was likely inside there either running their digital menus or having like an uh, internal advertising uh, mm-hmm. set up. Through, you know, digital screening. So, you know, with the way advertising is in cannabis, which is extremely strict. So there was some pretty heavy rules to deal with. It was really my first introduction into the cannabis industry. You know, it was working on that side of things, you know, uh, getting different, you know, things going and, and making sure that, that any of the advertisements that we ran in, in store were always compliant with state laws. They needed to be vetted through their local, you know, cannabis uh council or whatever you know we we had to go follow that so there was a lot of in the, uh working with that in there and we're you know what was just one day we all looked up at each other and was like, oh. <laughs> here we are in all these legal mm-hmm. states you know having doing business in all these legal states here we are in kentucky and we probably have the best state for it and we need to bring it back we need to bring it here you know we're, 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 we're seeing what it's like in these other states. And we're like, we gotta, we gotta do, we gotta do more to bring it back here. And so we reached out to the normal chapter that was sort of in place and, uh, they were sort of defunct and they were like, look, y'all want it. And so we basically, and that's how it started. You know, we, we, uh, they wanted out or really they tried to sell it to us and then, National was like, uh, no, you, they can't sell you the chapter. <laughs> no, not normal. <laughs> no, so I was like, what? 
good. They're like, well, we're going to pull their thing. And we're like, well, could we? And they're like, absolutely. So, you know, and that was about 2017, around September 2017 or so. And, uh, you know, we've been been in it ever since, you know, going to Frankfurt, uh, meeting legislators, uh, working with these other groups, kind of getting used to the idea of where you're where, where, just kind of getting, getting our footing the first few years, you know. Um, and now here we are, you know, a few years later, I think we've got a pretty good idea on the landscape of things. And, uh, you know, we're, we're really pushing hard. And I think we got a good setup, good machine, and we got some great backing and resources for national. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a, tr- it's been a, uh, a trip to get here, you know, uh, but it's, it's been awesome. And you all have really taken off, I think, at least for my radar this year with a lot of your projects and a lot of your activism and advocacy in Frankfurt, especially, do you want to talk about that some, this legislative session? Oh yeah. And I, you know, honestly, that's that all the kudos to that goes to Lauren, uh, our deputy director, my wife, uh, she has really busted her tail to ensure a lot of stuff, you know, reaching out, working with these other groups, making sure projects come to fruition. Like she, she's been taking the lead on a lot of stuff this year and she has knocked it out of the park. A hundred percent. And I've noticed that like your social media is much more active. Your website is much more active. You all have really like stepped up your game in a lot of different ways and like are running with the ball in a big way this year. That setup you yeah. had in the tunnel. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a very nice, uh, you know, working with Kentucky moms for medical marijuana with that tunnel project was, was awesome. You know, they had tons of great pictures of patients throughout the state. And, you know, we had, a, I would think it was a great display. 350 uh, pictures of patients across the state. I think just about every county, every district uh, was covered. And, and there was even some that had passed away. Uh, guy Gatewood Galbraith we had up there. You know, a couple of some of the activists that have been, that aren't with us anymore. Mm-hmm. They had those great Gatewood was right bumper stickers out at the table. <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh and it was i think it was a good statement and you know we our side of it was really putting the facts up making sure that you know as the legislators walk through that tunnel over to the capitol that they they're not just confronted with the compassion side of it that these are the faces that that need it but also that here are some facts here are some studies that back up this this choice you know like 37 plus states have already made this decision uh they're not reinventing they haven't reinvented the wheel there's nothing novel about what we're doing or we're trying to do you know so you know putting these facts in front of them i think that's so important you know uh uh, especially for years it's been compassion compassion um and it's really changed a lot of people's minds over the years but i think up to a certain point it it doesn't right um and there mm-hmm. needs to be more. More people are more. Some people are more analytic. Some people are more, you know, uh, emotional as far as like how they, you know, may have their decision making. Yeah, that's okay. Everybody's different, and, and there's not not one right way or wrong way to go through a process of making a decision, right? So mm-hmm. all we can do is give the best facts for them. You know, we got to get the, the the best, the greatest studies that we can find that that not 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 just support us. You know, because that's 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 you know. That's that's obvious, but you know we're, we we just all the newest research that we can get out. It's just you know that's what we can do. 
uh, you know, we've got access to so many new things as they come out through national. They like make sure that like, hey, new studies are coming out. You know, one of our uh, uh, directors, Paul Armentano, he's you know, forefront in like making sure that we got access to this stuff. He's uh, works at University of Amsterdam. Uh, and he's just a fantastic guy. He's, he makes sure that we've got these nice books that are, it's called Clinical Applications of Cannabis. And he keeps it updated about every couple of years or so. Mm-hmm. So with the, with the latest study. So it's a, it's a fantastic resource, you know. And I think this year we're going to get a copy out to all of the uh, senators, you know. Show us mm-hmm. like how cannabis can affect the different aspects of someone's health, you know, how it helps. Uh, we're also going to hit them up with a bunch of facts and figures from, you know, all across cannabis you know whether it's got to do with decriminalization which is so very important especially with working a medical program i think it works it's so important to have a tandem decriminalization program in place as well and you know showing the facts and figures about that you know where where the disparity in arrests are you know uh show them like how teen use drops when it becomes regulated surprise mm-hmm. you know it's harder harder to get his hand get your hands on it um you know so there, there's a lot of good things like DUIs go down because people are drinking less, honestly. Um, and that's all a good thing. You know, it's good for over, you know, it's, it's, and it's kind of hard you know, to explain to these people that it's great for our health, overall general health of our people. When for years they have been told, you know, how bad it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so, you know, we don't have an endocannabinoid system inside of our body for no reason right so mm-hmm. it's just now getting around to where doctors are being taught this uh people are starting to be more educated that it is very important you know it, it's mm-hmm. important for our overall health and so to get them to change their mind on this is just by by putting these things these facts and figures back in front of them uh just letting them know hey, you know this this is this not that you've been lied to but they've been they were mistaken not that you're mm-hmm. wrong but you just have mis- you just got the wrong information you you weren't you don't have you haven't made the wrong decision based on what you thought you knew, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically what I would try to tell them. You know, you do you mm-hmm. haven't made the wrong decision. That's that what you thought you knew. That's a that's a very valid decision. To come to, but here are some new facts. So let's let's look at these facts. Let's add that into what you think you know, and 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 let's let's, let's come on a new a new kind of a stance on on cannabis policy reform.
And if you could take three or four key things when you're talking to legislators, what are the things that you want to introduce them to in cannabis, either ideas or specific legislative points like home grow? What are you really talking to them about in the nuts and bolts of what are you asking for, for patients or for rep or wherever you see this going? Mm. Well, you know, it's right now it's all medical and uh, in decrim, right? That's, that's so important. We're, uh, but I think medical will probably come around first and that's okay. We're going to have some trial and error. And I think, especially with, uh, executive, Andy Bashir's executive order, um, on, on medical marijuana, I think that's going to move things a little faster because of just all the confusion, uh, that's out there right now, you know, um, mm-hmm. just to so speak, much. just to, yeah. And, and just before I get to talking a little bit about you know, our approach, I want to talk about this so many messages from members, curious folks of asking about this, medical marijuana certifications, certifications or cards or whatever you want to call them, right? So these little businesses are springing up everywhere. Thats are saying, hey, we can certify you. And they're charging upwards to almost $350 for mm-hmm. a visit. Um, you know, and, and, they're, and it's not exactly illegal, but it's not needed. Uh, not needed. Really all you need with this executive order your doctor's statement saying that you have one of these conditions. You know, it doesn't have to say what it is because if it says it out there, that could be a HIPAA issue. You know, all it's got to mm-hmm. say is, I think my patient, your name, qualifies. My inf- mm-hmm. doctor's information, patient information. That's literally 
all you need. You don't need to go out and have a new evaluation. You don't need to go out and pay for all these things. If you've got a doctor, and that's 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 one thing where these places are trying to fill in the gap. But if you've got a, a, a physician that you go to, and it has to be an MD or a DO, it can't be anybody else. Mm-hmm. If they if they can get if they write you that certification, and then you match the criteria that that else is in that uh, EO, then you're good to go. But see, these these businesses are filling a gap where there's a lot of folks in this state that, that they don't have insurance or they don't have a, a PCP, and so. Mm-hmm. How are they going to get a doctor to give them a thumbs up if they don't have somebody they go to? They can't go to urgent care, you know, like they would if they were normally sick, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they got to figure something out. And these places are kind of filling that gap, right? And and overall, like it's not a bad thing for them, but they're not giving out good information a lot of times. Like it's a lot of bad information. It's making these patients feel like. Like they are going to be okay. They keep saying that you're safe. You're good. You're good. You're legal. Legal. Here's the thing. It's not legal at all. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, the, the uh, mm-hmm. executive order is a pardon. So if it was legal, you wouldn't need a pardon. But what this kind of does, if you fit all the criteria, you got your thing and the cops do arrest you or cite you, You'll have to deal through the court system. That's another thing. They don't know exactly how it's all going to play out. We haven't got to that point yet. But these people are being kind of led astray by some of these businesses, let it, making them think they're legal, safe, you know, when, when they're not. You know, there's still a big risk out mm-hmm. there. You know, if you were to drive over to uh, Illinois and come back, you could still get in trouble across the state lines. That's still a federal issue, right? You know, mm-hmm. even though Biden did some pardons recently and that's great and it's a good step in the right direction even federally but that's still it's still illegal to cross state lines with it you know uh we're allowed to have if you have under eight ounces here that's that's okay but that's not going to be like are you going to be able to bring eight ounces in from illinois well no the the amount that you're allowed to have at any given point in illinois as a rec state is is much less than that so you'd have to get it Mm -hmm. bring it back go back over bring some more back you know, or, or, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's exactly. very, so you got to be able to keep your mind on, on these state laws, uh, which vary place to place. So like, especially if you're going to Michigan and coming back to where you come through Indiana, or you coming through, you know, there's, so you cross the different states having a lot of issues. And, you know, if you're in a metro area like Louisville, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have any problems, right? Like, like they passed that LLEPO a few years ago where it's a lowest law enforcement priority ordinance on cannabis where if you're if you have if you get pulled over something and you got it they're not going to write you a ticket for cannabis or if you get caught to stop or whatever and it's their personal amount they're just going to let you go which is probably about an ounce or so given you know as long as it doesn't look like you're trying to traffic right they're going to let you go but if you're mm-hmm. uh, and, and and with this uh executive order you're going to be fine right more than likely you're going to be fine in, in the metro area whether it's Louisville, Lexington, maybe Lexington. Lexington, they'll probably cite you and you could show up in court later on and mm-hmm. uh, show show the judge you know, what's going on. You might not have to miss any work that way. But, you know, say you're out in the rural areas, well, the cops are just going to do things the way they always have. I think uh, Chief of Police of Murray said that's exactly mm-hmm. what they're going to do. They're going to do things the way they always do. They're going to let the courts sort it out. So if you get caught, they're going to get you. They're going to arrest you. They're going to put you. You may miss the day of work. You may get put in a newspaper. You may have all these other things happen, you, you know, and then you got to go. Maybe maybe you get caught on the weekend where you can't get out until like Monday. And then you got, you know, so you're there all week. And so you got court fees. You got to 
and jailback. You got, you know, you, you got all these other things that you've got to now deal with on top of getting this pardon taken care of now because because you exactly. thought you were safe because you had this certification from this place that thought you you know were okay and then it come to find out you know the judge is like i don't think that's a bona fide practitioner patient relationship mm-hmm. you know wow I, you know i don't I, that's not your regular doctor that's not mm-hmm. so it doesn't count so like then, then, then they don't have that pardonability to, if the judge makes the call like that. So there's a lot of, a lot of confusion still in how things are going and how things will work out. And so we're still really just kind of waiting to see. And I hate to be who's going to hate to see who's going to be the first one to get in trouble over it, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and, and to see how this executive order plays out, which would be fantastic. You know, hopefully, this the confusion and and. And all these businesses springing up, taking advantage of people, I think just it reinforces that we need to get something done medically. And that's going to be something that, you know, we'd use as a talking point to legislators to segue back into what we're talking about, uh, what you asked me about originally. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that is a, that's, these, these are all very important things to bring up to legislators. Like, you know, who's, 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 who are these doctors? Are they, are they actually seeing these doctors? What, what's the process going on? Do you know what's going to stop that? putting in a program, regulating, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, you were people worried about actually having, uh, uh, possession charges and stuff going forward. You know how we stop that? We regulate it. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be, that's going to be a major talking point on this. And they're going to be like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. So like, you can't just let, let it stay and like it is. Right. So that's going to be one major talking point. You know, another one is, you know, home grows are great. We need to have them overall. Right. Because mm-hmm. say you're a patient, and this is what we'll say, you know, and this is what the conversation we have at the end of year also. Say you're a patient, and you've got a certain amount of strain that works with your condition, right? Or a mm-hmm. certain few strains that works with your condition. Well, the dispensary or dispensaries, if you're lucky enough to be in an area that has access to more than one, may mm-hmm. not have that strain. There may not be that strain anywhere. So being able to grow it, which will not be easy. For a patient, will not be easy for for anybody, really. You know, it's 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 time consuming, it's expensive, and 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 so a patient who has to go through that whole process, they're not gonna uh, they're not going to sell it, uh, and then that's it, it's diversion. They're not gonna like send it out and, and sell it in the, in, in the illegal markets, right? The unregulated markets, mm-hmm. and for that patient, and that's one of their big biggest. That's and that's one of the lawmakers' biggest concerns is that. You know, home growth will be taken advantage of. What we've seen in other states is that's not really the case. Now, there may be one or two bad apples, but that's going to happen anyway, whether or not they're allowed to or not. You know, they're, they're going to still try to grow illegal operations here and there. That's just that's just kind of how business works, right? And, and how regulation works. There's always going to be some bad actors, bad faith actors out there. Um, well, and that's what the regulation thing. Oh, well, I was going to say, typically, the bad faith actors, I think, aren't home growers. They're larger groups or organizations that are operating illegal grows in earnest. Absolutely. If you're a home grower with a five or 10 plant limit, I struggle to see how that has any sort of relevance to a 50, 100, or even an acre grow someone's putting out. Like the scale and the question of how much it is is just, it feels like nonsense when you see how much product comes out of these larger operations versus somebody's backyard 
Oh, absolutely. And if you're on an eight plant limit, you've got to make sure that your rotation works. So you always have something, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, you're not going to have enough for diversion going on like that. You've got to be able to rotate your crops, all the other things. So, you know, that's, it's a very important case for home growth, obviously, you know, it, there's, that's not a diversion issue. It's not, a, uh, uh, and, and, it's hard. It's it's really it's it's the, to to make sure you've got some really good stuff. It's it's easy to mess up, right? Like there's a lot of variables that go into growing some good indoor cannabis. Indoor, and, but I'll say outdoor is like that's one issue that's interesting. Is people go to indoor, and I think for Kentucky especially, it's like you can grow outside much more easily and much more cost effectively as a patient. Oh yeah, and like our climate is good for it. Like that's what we exactly. kind of, you know brag about, right? So, what good is our climate if we're just keeping it indoors? Uh, but you know, I can. <laughs> they're worried about cross pollination with hemp and all this other stuff. But you know, hey, regulate it. We won't have to worry about it. Exactly. When it comes down to it, you know. So, I, I know that, that, that may sound like my uh, answer to, to, <laughs> to everything, but it, it goes a long way when it comes to cannabis. It does. And if you had any advice for people that maybe are looking for good resources, I know we talked about these bad faith actors who I know you said aren't doing anything illegal, but I feel are doing something highly moral charging for these prescriptions. How can people find resources to find a doctor who might talk to them or might find an organization that can help them find a doctor to talk to? Absolutely. Well, you can always reach out to us. You know, we've been trying our best to kind of like help people organize, uh, find out where you're at get, uh, and, and, and all these other things. So, you know, you can always reach out to us at uh, info at KYNormal.org, K-Y-N-O-R-M-L.org. Uh, you know, we, we, we do our best. We also share any of that information that, uh, you know, with, within the other uh, advocate communities who are doing this work, say with uh, moms for medical marijuana or uh, you know, whoever it might be that might have a, a good resource for us, national uh, or anything like that. You know, uh, Kentucky Moms for Medical Marijuana may be uh, uh, an organization we want to reach out to. Uh, that's is they, they do the work. Kristen over there is fantastic. Same with Julie. Mm-hmm. And if someone wanted to say get involved with normal on a local level or wanted to get engaged with the legislative process to contact their representative, what might be a good avenue or what might be a good thing for them to advocate for? Well, you know, the big push really is we need it. We are way behind on uh, getting a medical marijuana program. So that's our that's our big thing. But just any kind of forward progress as far as we're, we're so far behind. We, any kind of forward progress is good progress in my opinion. So, you know, you come to normal.org, normal.org. We've got all kinds of good resources to kind of get involved, to get in touch with us, to, to reach out to your legislators, how to call the LRC, tell your legislator, you know, uh, vote for these bills. Please support cannabis re- policy reform. Uh, you can write them on your state, national level, let them know, hey, I support this. Please, uh, you know, look into uh, supporting these bills. So, you know, there's a lot of ways. we got a lot of resources for people to use and have access to. And uh, working at the local level, it's, you know, every once in a while, it's just about getting people together, right? So if you want to have a little meeting mm-hmm. at your uh, local library or, you know, some place where you can have a meeting and you need some resources, holler at us. We'll let you know. Uh, we'll, we'll get you some stuff. Um, 
you'll get you some information to help pass out whatever we'll help you get going you know uh, there's mm-hmm. a there's a big there's a big push and we want we want to get as many people involved as possible you know that's that's the key and the more our legislators hear from us the more apt they are to change like you know there's some of them will be like no they elected me to make decisions not to be on their whims right so that's that's fine so we have to change those people's minds there are also those legislators who's like i represent the people let me know what you think and they literally do polls on their constituents and and kind of work from there which is a great way to do that right that sounds very you know hey you voted me to represent you what do you want so i think mm-hmm. that works but there's so they, for every for every legislator it's different but it's easy to reach out to them they're more than happy to talk to you you know, have a short, have a conversation. They represent you. They, they kind of want to hear from, you. you know, I know this time of year, they're really busy, but it, it doesn't take nothing to drop an email, you know, or uh, we've got our resources that we can write them. You can just delete the whole letter that we've got set up and put your own words, you know, tell your story to these people if you want to. You know, there's, there's all kinds of ways that, that you can be involved and help out. And on a little bit of a positive note, there's been a slight but I think maybe meaningful change this year from the legislators where I believe Thayer and Stivers aren't saying yes, but they've said they won't say no. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think that's due to you all and some of the other groups very much. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's years and years of, of going up there, right? You know, how many years in a row have, the, have there been a medical marijuana bill? Uh, and how many years in a row has we had it pass the House? Now it's time for the Senate to step up, make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, that's that's where we that's where things are different this year. We're we're starting in the Senate. You know, there's other bills that'll be brought up, but everywhere else, but like as far as a big push, we got to get the Senate on board. You know, because we know in general, in that that the House is on our side. You know, there's the votes are in there, but we've got, and I think we've got the votes in the Senate. We've just got to get it heard. We got to get the right bill in front of them. We got to get the right information in front of them, right? So it's, I think we got a good, uh, good way. You know, like they said, like you said, that they will not get in the way of it. Uh, is what they said, and that's great. That's good. It's fantastic. I'd still like to get them on board, and I'd like to find out more about why. What so what what you know why they why they why what trips them up so much? You know, what's your concerns? Mm-hmm. You know, talk talk. You know, it's. That's why we're here. We're here to answer these concerns. We're here as a resource, not only for our members, but for these legislators. You know, we understand that as a legislator, you have so many topics being thrown at you during session. I mean, this is a, a short session, right? I think it is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're going to have probably a couple hundred bills or more thrown at them, along with all the amendments that go with it all the ones that don't make it, all the ones that they have to vote on, all, all the committee assignments. So like they got a lot of information being thrown at them in the next 60 days or so. Uh, and it's, you got to make it easy on them. You got to put, find out what they want, you know, like, okay. All right. All right. What do you want to hear? Right? Like, what do you want to know about? What, what are your, what are your questions? Because if you just give them a bunch of information that they don't want to know about, they ain't helping you out. Anymore. It's they're not going to look at it. You got, mm-hmm. but you find what they're what they're interested in. Find out why it works. You know, we're we're sending out where we broke people down into their committee assignments, and we're looking like, okay, what facts can we send these that relate to their committees? And so, you mm-hmm. know, that's another thing that they're gonna be like, oh wait, yeah, 
all of these kind of fit with what I sit on. So, you know, it's not a bunch of useless information about agriculture if you're on a justice committee, right? Or or about, you know, it's not, it's, it's all medical stuff if you're on a health and wellness that ain't got nothing to do with rec or things like that. So mm-hmm. it's just giving them the information that's relevant to where they sit at, you know, that's, that's what they work on. And I think that, that'll go a long way too. And was there anything that you wanted to talk about or that you'd like to get the word out about events coming up in the future, uh, pushes that you all are going to have just information you think might be good for listeners to know? Uh, you know, always, you know, if you sign up on our, uh, for our newsletter, you know, you can stay up to date on anything that's coming up, any, any events, any, uh, you know, major pushes for legislation, any news that comes out, we've got a great, uh, build tracker on our website, uh, that, you know, it tells you when new, when like first thing in the morning, it doesn't reach, it doesn't update. So like if something happened last night, first thing in the morning updates, you'll find out if it has moved from committee or got assigned to a committee or moved, got a vote or if they've added new co-sponsors. So that's a very good resource for people who want to keep up with the bills. And we've got them all kind of like lined up on there. Um, you know, there's just a lot of ways to kind of keep them board. And I, I know like I keep plugging that website, right? So that's where we got a ton of resources, got great blogs, good uh, information on there too. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's, and you were talking about where are we going to, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're, we're working on getting a directory set up for cannabis businesses, ancillary companies, legal uh, uh, companies, you know, legal, you know, uh, attorneys, uh, when doctors and legitimate ones come through for things like that, you know, we'll have them up on a directory too. Um, mm-hmm. and, and these are people that we'll vet because we're going to put our organization's name on it. But we're going to try to get us a, a good directory going, so we'll have another resource for um, for our members, for the for the for the people of Kentucky. And before I let you go, because you brought up the directory, and this is not asking for an endorsement of certain businesses in Kentucky, but are there two or three places or businesses that are reliable CBD sources? If people don't want to travel out of state, that they can go to that are still Kentucky or Kentucky proud. Oh, absolutely. There, there are some good ones. Uh, the 502 Hemp, they, they've got stores in Kentucky and Indiana. And also, um, One Love uh, Hemp Dispensary, they've got stores in uh, Kentucky and Indiana. They both, I think, I'm pretty sure both of them ship um, anywhere in the state, you know, probably anywhere in the country, honestly. I, I, I know they take, they take good care in the, the quality of products and uh, they fat all, all, you know, I know, like, I, you should, this is a little shameless plug. I used to work with Nancy a few years back, and like I know for a fact that she goes through and they they, they try all the brands that come through. They test all the stuff to make sure that it's good quality products mm-hmm. before they even put put it on their shelves. And I'm and I know DD over five hundred two is the same way. And they got their own brands and stuff. They got some other ancillary uh, brands that show up, but they wouldn't put them up there if they didn't believe in them. So you know, those are two that I you know absolutely for sure. If you're a little bit more central Kentucky. Um, you think Thomas Matthews got a shop? Uh, CBD Pharmacy, Farm F A R M. Yeah, and um, Matt, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, my pleasure, Elijah. If you'd like to listen to the Low Water Bridge Band and their song "Too Stone to Care," you can find the link in our show notes as well as the description for this episode. Are you a bluegrass or country band? 
Do you want to get the word out? Do you have a song about being stoned? Send it on in. The Bluegrass Podcast is looking for submissions. If you'd like your song to be featured on the podcast, send it on over to info at bluegrasscannabis.com. If you'd like to stay up to date with news, merch, and more, make sure to follow us on Instagram at bluegrass underscore cannabis, TikTok at bluegrass cannabis, Twitter at bluegrass canna. Thank you so much for listening and stay safe. The Bluegrass Podcast, old-fashioned, all-natural, Kentucky Bluegrass.